0: Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State
2: Farm is there. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare.
3: Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May
2: 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com.
1: Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details.
3: Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries, or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it We'll get you, though, for just 20 bucks a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my sponsor and my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash jesse.
4: This is the Jesse Kelly Show.
3: It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Again, trying to try to do a, a special today where we're getting everybody as refocused as possible on some issues that that, that matter. My
4: focus is just stay focused.
3: And as part of that, I know by the way, beginning of the final hour, final hour of the Jesse Kelly show, Daniel Turner is going to join us here right about now. Now, before we go to Daniel. Dome sat down today for a little Q&A, and this is what she had to say about all the climate change stuff.
1: The other point I will make here is it is a false choice to say that we either care about reducing the climate crisis or the economy. We can do both, and we're proving we can.
3: Hey, Daniel, how's that going, the whole saving the planet and saving the economy? Give us an update on that. Joining me now, Daniel Turner, Power of the Future.
2: Go. Yeah, well, they've had three, almost three years of putting this agenda in action. And, and, you know, ask anyone who's paid a bill. Ask anyone who's, and not big bills, right? I mean, we talk about how expensive cars are, but you're not always buying a car. But you're paying your electric bill, right? Buying groceries. Has anyone seen the price of chopped meat or eggs? Right. So we have almost three years of Biden having control of of the energy industry and therefore control of the raw materials of the economy. And it's been more and more expensive year upon year upon year. Even this year they celebrated inflation the rate of inflation reducing. But it's it's it didn't come down. Right. Inflation's still going up, it's just going up at a lower pace and they throw themselves parties. So yeah, you, that's one component is what it's done to the economy. But the other one is look at what it's done to the world. Uh, and and it, it sounds romantic to say, we're going to get rid of oil. We don't need it anymore. Well, you know, it's kind of like the people who say, when we get rid of guns, no one will have a gun. But you know who's going to have gun? Bad guys have guns. Who has oil now? Bad guys. You know, and Russia is a bad guy. And what do they do with all their oil and gas profits? They invade another country. And Iran has a lot more oil. When, when Trump left office... Because of sanctions, Iran was producing 900,000 barrels of oil a day. Now they're producing over 3 million because we removed their sanctions. So 3 million barrels at uh, $90 a pop? You do the math. What are they doing with all that money? Are they, they're investing in schools for girls, right? Are they, are, they building, <laughs> are they building LGBTQ community centers throughout Tehran? No, they're funding war on Israel. Because that's what bad people do when they have... So the, the hedge on them was that we had more oil and gas, and we decided how the price point was by our production. Biden gave that out. gave that up completely. So here's Kamala Harris saying, oh, the economy and global emissions. Well, uh, you know, ask the the 400 women who were raped and murdered at the music festival about if climate change is the existential threat. Because the people who paid for those parachutes... To, that, that brought the men in to kill and rape them were paid for with oil money because of the Biden green agenda. So you know, Kamala Harris has to own that. Greta Thunberg has to own that. John Kerry has to own that. Uh, and of course, Joe Biden does.
3: Speaking with Daniel Turner, Power of the Future. Daniel, can you explain what I should be looking forward to gas price-wise as best as you can prognosticate that? Because I see... A bunch of ugliness out there, and I remember, most people remember, Joe Biden drained our strategic oil reserves so he could lose less seats in the House in the midterms. Well, now it's low, extremely low, and I'm hearing some scary things about the cost of a barrel of oil six months to a year from now.
2: Yeah, and and again, these are all prognostications. No one is certain for sure. Um, What would be a huge mistake in the midst of war is attacking oil fields, because It it, it will absolutely cripple world economy. Lindsey Graham is out there saying we should start bombing all of the Iranian oil fields. I don't think that that's a good decision for multiple reasons. One, it's not our war, as devastating as it is, what happened to the Israelis, and it is genuinely devastating. It is not our war. And as a reminder to that, in case anyone wants proof, during the Clinton administration, we watched 2 million Hutus and Tutsis in Rwanda kill each other with machetes. And I don't even think Bono wrote a song about it, right? Two million. So America does have the ability to stand out of a a war in a regional area and not get involved. So I don't want to start bombing Iranian oil fields. But that's the risk. The risk is the Israelis may do it. Um, And that will make oil prices go absolutely bonkers. What can you do on a personal level? Uh, You know, in the simplest of terms, if, if you need... Oil uh, for your diesel generators. I would get it now. If you have a farm and you have oil uh, uh, tanks for farm equipment, I would fill it up now. If you have even five or six of those red cans for your canisters for your lawnmower or your leaf blower or whatever, you know, uh, not necessarily in Texas, but in colder areas, your your snow snow blower, I would fill that up now. Um, That's the only little hedge you can do on a personal level. Before prices go crazy, because they probably will. It's not guaranteed, but I would put it at 80%.
3: Okay, uh, that's helpful advice. I hope you're paying attention to what Daniel Turner just told you. Okay, Daniel, what do you mean when you say crazy? And I'm not going to hold you to this, obviously. I understand this is a prediction because you're always guessing futures when it comes to this stuff, but. Crazy. I mean, some of us yeah. remember 5 $6 a gallon gas. Now, that was crazy. Yeah. Are we talking that it crazy?
2: Was. Yeah. Well, the highest oil has reached, uh, I think, in modern history was the last year of the Bush administration, and it was $147 a barrel. Um, we got to 120 last year, um, and that was pretty painful. So I would put it around that price range, $120, $130 a barrel. Um, A couple of things that will keep us in in better shape is America's uh, oil and gas industry, that part that Joe Biden has not punished is still operating well. Um, We have been very lucky. We had uh, a mild hurricane season and none of our refineries, none of our Gulf Shore uh, oil and gas industry was damaged. And hurricane season is coming to an end and there's nothing on the horizon. So that is a huge plus. Um, but yeah, I think 120, $130 a barrel oil is, 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 especially when the Israelis really begin to respond. Um, and I don't think they've even begun their, their response yet. And I can understand it. You know, I mean, if I'm an Israeli and I saw this happen and I am just tired of Iran poking and poking and poking, I mean, I've been to Israel and, and on, on, on a number of trips. And, and you know, you stand in the north uh, along the Lebanese border, and they say, well, yeah, every day four or five rockets come over. It's just part of life. Uh, I don't think Americans would put up with that if you were, well, you know, look at Texas. You're being invaded as well, and they're telling you to deal with it. So um, I think Israel's response is going to be, um, I don't want to say out, uh, unmeasured, but it's going to be, um, broad. <laughs> that yeah, is broad, a good word. Broad. That was such a political
3: broad. way to put that, Daniel. It's going to be broad. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Turner, power of the future. Daniel, why don't we refine as much oil in this country as as we used to? People don't even realize yeah. we ship our oil that we get here out of here to be refined. That sounds insane, and yet it happens.
2: What? It does, absolutely. And it's because of these very environmental rules that are paid for by billionaire activists who fund these green groups that vote for senators and members of Congress to get rules changed. It's, it's, it's all part of the EPA saying, we're going to pass a rule that if you do X, Y, or Z, you can't operate. And it puts people out of business. Um, again, it's this idea that if you will oil away, it will go away. And oil does make the world go round. You can say that's bad. You can say it shouldn't be thus. But you can say it's not true. And even I go back to when I was a kid in the first Gulf War and everyone was talking about no blood for oil, no blood for oil. Right? It was a very nice uh, bumper sticker. Um, but it's not a, it's not a policy position. And it's quite frankly, very, very stupid because it's not blood for oil. It's blood for freedom. It's blood for the economy. It's blood for the market. And, you know, some 15 year old little twerp who's walking down the street with his cell phone and his plastic water bottle screaming, no blood for oil. You want to say, buddy, you if you don't have Fortnite hour, uh, you know, you, you cry. You can't survive without oil in this world. You, you, can, you can will it. to You can wish it. We're not so, but it is. And, and so um, by taking away our refining capacity, we're taking away our autonomy. We're taking away our, our political strength. And who's going to become the world's largest refiner? China, who is ramping up refining capacity faster than we can imagine for the sole purpose of being the world's largest refiner.
0: Yeah. What,
2: what do you think they're going to do when we need oil? You think they're going to ship it over really quickly? You think they may yeah. put something in the oil? Do you trust China? Look at how they did with our pharmaceutical industry during COVID. Right? So so that's the alternative right now. And this is what happens when you have ideologues in power and not adults.
3: Yeah, amen. Daniel, thank you, brother. Come back soon.
2: Always a pleasure, Jesse.
3: Don't forget, tomorrow is Ask Dr. Jesse Thursday. You need to email your questions in right now. I have to go do suit things on Friday. Stop yelling at me. There's nothing I can do about it. It's not my fault. I have suit things to do. But get your questions. Ask me anything. Get them emailed in right now to Jesse at Jessikellyshow.com. All right. Jesse at Jessikellyshow We have one more still in the show. We're gonna talk about culture. I just thought it would be a I thought it'd be good to do a different show today, all right? Here's something that's different. How would you like to be a real estate investor? No no, 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 no. we all hear that and we all roll our eyes, right? Okay, I'm not some big shot. Jesse, I'm not some millionaire, billionaire. I'm not a real estate investor. No, 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 no. You don't understand. Done for you real estate, that's what they do for all of us. They go out and they find properties in the best markets. They vet them. They get the financing. They get it insured. They handle the closing, the rental process. They do everything for you. But it's how a normal guy begins investing in real estate, things he can touch and feel. Do you know the stories? People starting out with one home, ending up with 10, retiring, passing that legacy down to their children. That's what done for you real estate's doing for normal people like you. Oh, well, how do you do this? Go to doneforyoujesse.com and find out. Jesse.com. We'll be back. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I'm so excited about tomorrow. It's going to be a fun day. It's going to be an Ask Dr. Jesse Thursday. Aren't you excited about it? Don't forget to email your questions right now. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. And you want a little encouragement about something? Remember this. You may feel like a minority in a sea of crap in this country now. The normal people. I'm talking about people like us. Normal people may seem like a super minority and like nothing can turn around and it's all just going to keep going. Well, did you know that the NHL, that they ended the use of pride tape on the equipment? They used to have all this rainbow stuff all over the equipment. Why are you gay? And pride practice jerseys and all these other things. Professional hockey. You know that they did away with all that? Do you know why they did away with all that? Because a few players, not a massive league boycott, a few players stepped up and said, no. No more. Nope. Violates my religious beliefs. I will not wear it. I will say, no, your courage can and will inspire many people who are too scared to step up and speak up. Everybody is not born to be a leader. Everyone is not. Most people, just by the the simple percentages of things, it makes sense. Most people are followers and should be. We can't all lead. There can only be a few leaders, right? You, you might not think of yourself that way, but that's what you are. And keep speaking up and speaking out because what it does is it it emboldens the norms and normas in your life to step up and say, yeah, I'm not alone. I mean, I thought this was weird and this was crappy and this was evil too. But man, now that I hear... Now that I hear her say it so boldly, now that I see now that I hear him say it so boldly, I'm going to come out and say it too. Courage is contagious, just like fear. Courage and fear are both highly contagious. Put a smile on your face. All right? Smile on your face. Let's let's smile about something else. Let's listen to the great Milton Friedman for a minute. This is a good one.
4: If your eye on one thing and one thing only, how much government is spending? Because that's the true tax. Every budget is balanced. There is no such thing as an unbalanced federal budget. You're paying for it. If you're not paying for it through it in the the form of explicit taxes, you're paying for it indirectly in the form of inflation or in the form of borrowing. The thing you should keep your eye on is what government spends. And the real problem is to hold down government spending. And if you do that, you can stop worrying about the debt.
3: Man, could we use a bunch of people in government like that guy, huh? You want to smile about something else? You know, as we often say, the only good thing about communism is all the commies, communism is killed. It's the only good thing about it. They eat each other too, it's a demonic, evil religion. And all these Black Lives Matter, colonizers, oppressed, all the feminists, all the LGBTQ demon mobbers, all the climate change nutters, they'll all kill each other in the end after they're done killing us. They will. And they'll kill each other along the way. They're terrible to each other. And so when that happens, well, not necessarily the death, we don't want anyone to die, but when they're terrible to each other, we need to laugh and smile and laugh and smile. You see... The Rear Admiral, Pete Buttigieg, he is the transportation secretary. Since he's been the transportation secretary, he has bent over, backwards, I mean, for these people to try to extend a hand to the, oh, no, I, we got to go green. No, we got to go electric. We got to, he's, of course, Planning on a presidential run he's, his, his entire job as transportation secretary in his mind again has nothing to do with America he's never even thought about America he couldn't possibly care less it's all an audition to be transportation secretary he was just on stage he was just chased off stage do you know why a bunch of climate change nutters a bunch of protesters a bunch of little vile street commies ran him off stage Calling him Petro Pete. Isn't that so glorious? And there's so much more of that. You see, as we talked about before, there are two different kinds of communists. Always remember, there are two different kinds. And they're both horrible and evil. But there are the elite communist scum. They're not really true believers. They just want to use the true believers for more power and money. And then there's the street communist scum. The street communist scum, they're more the true believer types. That's the climate change nutters, the Black Lives Matter, the Antifa. They actually believe in their vile, evil religion, even though they're all morons. And oftentimes, these groups will find themselves at odds with each other. Granted, in the end, remember when Yuri Bezmenov? Remember, remember what he told us about what's going to happen to these people in the end? I'll tell you what. Maybe you haven't listened in a while. Maybe you've forgotten. Maybe you're a new listener. We are going to go talk to Shamika Michelle about culture here. And then to open up our final segment, we'll play you that little Yuri Bezmenov clip about what's going to happen to the street communist scum in the end. Are they going to be the ones in positions of power? Oh, let Yuri Bezmenov, the Soviet defector, tell us about that. Let me tell you about a wonderful place. It's in Lando Lakes, Florida. What is it? It's the Do Good Village. Tunnel to Towers, they were gifted a big plot of land. And what they did with it is just, it's incredible, and I hope it's the first of many. They built, and our building, an entire community exclusively for catastrophically injured veterans, gold star families, fallen first responder families, People who have served, heroes who have given up so much are coming together because they've experienced heartbreaking loss. And when they come together, it makes such a difference. And that's the kind of thing Tunnel to Towers does. That's what your $11 a month does to Tunnel to Towers. Tunnel to Towers is out there being the hands and feet. Caring for the widows and orphans. Caring for that veteran who got his legs blown off. 11 bucks a month is how we do that. Go give what you can. T, the number two, T, dot org. T, two, T, dot org. We'll be back.
4: The Jesse Kelly Show.
3: It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and let's dig into this because I love Shamika Michelle. She is a blaze contributor, she always has something spicy to say. Shamika, what is American culture, or I should say, what was it versus what is it now? How would you describe America's culture?
1: America's culture, I would say it was fun. It was baseball. It was playing outside until the street lights came on. <laughs> oh. It was being able to go into your neighbor's house, even if they weren't home, because the doors were unlocked. I could go into my neighbor's house and get an ice cream sandwich. It was oh. community. It was family. That's what American culture used to be to me, and it was just a fun time and. It just didn't seem like people were too serious about life. People really enjoyed each other and got to know one another.
3: I'm glad you brought that up, the seriousness of life and enjoying life now. Shamika, I know you see this, and I'm glad you bring some, some light when it comes to this stuff. Everyone's so heavy now. Everything feels so heavy now. I mean, shoot, I keep things light, and I feel it now. Why? What's this cloud hanging over us?
1: I don't know. I've been trying to figure that out, Jesse. Honestly, I think a lot of it has to do with social media. Like I look at my own kids, how serious they are about school. And on one hand, I'm happy about that because of course, I don't want them to be failures. I want them to do well in life. But on the other hand, I think about when I was their age, I just enjoyed not having bills. I enjoyed not having to to worry about how I was going to eat or a roof over my head. Like, that was my mom's responsibility. But now I see everyone. It's almost like we compare ourselves constantly to somebody else, and we didn't used to have that. Of course, you had the people maybe that were around you. You know, we had the song You Want to Keep Up with the Joneses, but you didn't know the Smiths you know, in a whole different state or the Whitmores in another country. It was like now people are just so serious and they don't know how to relax. They don't know how to take jokes. And I'm taking jokes all the time. And you have to be able to go with the flow. When I was asked to be on the show today, I thought it was your TV show. I got dressed, I got (laughs) lip gloss on. And then they said radio, I'm like, Oh, they're not even gonna see my lip gloss is popping. But I
5: just went with the flow.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry, I am devastated on your behalf. That kind of waste of lip gloss Shamika, right. I, I don't know how I'll ever be able to make this up to you, but I now owe you a brand-new thing of lip gloss. Speaking with <laughs> Blaze contributors, Shamika Michelle. Shamika, how'd you get into media? I just kind of fell backwards into this about four or five years ago. What were you doing before you started with all this crap?
1: I was still talking junk online, but on my own dime. And Ooh. so I just I saw that there were things going on I didn't like, and I felt like I needed to speak out about it. I got banned from Facebook, and I started putting, you know, videos on Twitter, and people started to flock to me. I had been a housewife for years. I got married, um, you know, in my 20s, so I had been home. This Working with the Blaze is like the first full-time job I've had in, I don't know, 20 years. <laughs> so, right. I mean... I did work at my kids' school briefly while they were there because I volunteered so much they wanted to give me a job. But I just saw so much going on in the world, and I had something to say about it, and I just started to speak out. And so that's kind of where I, how I ended up talking to you.
3: Great. Well, all we got was another woman in the workforce. That's the last thing we needed. It's Shamika Michelle. (laughs) Shamika, in all seriousness, let's talk about kids. You brought up your kids for a moment. Parents, because we've talked to a lot of parents and talked to a lot of kids on this show. It's difficult to raise kids. It's always been difficult to raise kids. They're not going to act like it's harder now, but for their mental well-being How do you prepare your kids in an age where they do grow up, at least politically, culturally, a lot earlier than they did before? It's it's inevitable. There's no, I'm not going to talk politics with my 13-year-old. Okay, then he's already toast.
1: Right. You, You have to. One of the things their dad told me very early on is you're going to be the first example to these girls of what a woman is. And so that always meant everything to me. I didn't want them looking to a musician, you know, to try to pattern their life or someone on TV or even a teacher at school. I wanted to be the best person that I could be so that they could look and admire me. And so I I have a heavy influence on them. They can see something going on. They want to know what mom thinks. You know, when we go to the doctor from a very early age, you know, when they say, you know, we need you to step out for a minute. No, you don't. I carried them for 40 weeks. Mm -hmm. I need to know what's going on in every aspect of their lives. And so they consider me a mama bear and they don't move without my input. And so I just think to be a parent, you got to be on it and you have to be present and you have to know what's going on because otherwise. They will put somebody else in that position, and then you'll have no say.
3: Chamika, why has the right failed to preserve our institutions? We allow these commie scumbags to take them all over. We shouldn't have, but they, we, we did. How, how did that happen?
1: I, being weak. Um, yep. I, don't, I don't have an, another explanation for it, but just being weak and thinking, oh, we can just all live in harmony. But that's not how the other side has been living. They have been trying to move and progress and take over. And we just sat there and watched and, you know, smiled. And now we look up and here we are because we've had this kind of kumbaya attitude the entire time. And they have been fighting for the uh, foolishness that they want to see, whereas we've just been quiet. And I feel like the right is very weak and it's very disappointing.
3: Are we changing that? It feels like, and I'll tell you this maybe this is just hopeful, but the young people I see yeah, there's all kinds of nutball young people, that's the nature of business, but I see a hardcore anti communist strain running, definitely through my own kids, which is probably not surprising, but their friends as well. It's not just from the Kelly household. And younger people, they see all this crap out there, and they are turned off.
1: You know, I would say I see that from young conservatives, for sure. Mm -hmm. I do think that they're going to be a lot more outspoken. Um, And I'm hoping I don't turn into, like, my grandma my grandparents, because (laughs) I remember being young and them telling me things like, you can't trust the government. You need to always ask questions, make sure you're always paying attention. And then I watched them get older and just be weak. And now they get upset with me because I always have something to say. I'm always asking questions. And so when I see my kids, Speaking up and having something to say, I'm just hoping I don't turn into the older generation where I mellow out and not care because I feel like that's what's happened to us. And so I'm grateful for the young people that are speaking out loud and proud. But, you know, I'm 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 black. I don't know if your, your listeners know that. But I will say there's a lot of BLM love on this side of the aisle. And so some of these kids that are very outspoken are outspoken and uneducated. They're unaware and they're on the wrong side of this fight. And I'm hoping that those of us that we're, you know, the ones we're raising up can actually win and not lose their voice.
3: I think we'll come through it. I, I have face in, faith in these young people. Shamika, thank you, ma'am. I appreciate you.
1: Thank you.
3: All right. Let's talk for a second. It's you and me here. Let's talk about uh, your dog. Does your dog have a dull coat? Bad breath. Maybe your dog gets ear infections like my Fred used to get. Digestive problems. Your dog has health problems you're going to the vet you're spending money dogs looking like it's not going to make it why don't you give your dog rough greens our dogs don't live as long as they should they have more health problems than they should because we don't give them real nutrition ever we don't dog food is dead they kill everything in it it's all just empty calories it's like getting a taco bell every meal Get Rough Greens in your dog's food. You just pour it right on your dog's food. Your dog's going to love it, and you will see such a difference in your dog and have him around longer. Call him. Free jumpstart trial bag. 833-33-MY-DOG. Or go to roughgreens.com slash jesse. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show. I'm excited for tomorrow because it's a Thursday, but it's like it's a Friday. Now, not for you. You still have to go to work on Friday, but me, I don't. I take that back. I won't be here, but I have work things I'm doing, believe me. I have suit things I'm doing. Would I rather be here with you? Obviously, but I am not the boss around here. Well, I'm the boss of, of the show, but th- anyway, have you given have you given twenty eight bucks to preborn lately? When's the last time you gave your twenty eight bucks to preborn? Maybe once a month would be a decent time. Once a month. Hey, you want to do once a week or something like that? Should do every day if you can. I don't, don't know what your affordability is, but pre-born, they're out there saving lives every single day. Out there with, with all the darkness in the world. How about some light? How about bringing a baby into the world? That's what your $28 ends up as, a baby. Who's alive? That baby is in mortal danger as we speak. Its mother is about to kill it. Your twenty-eight dollars allows preborn to give her a free ultrasound. She will hear the heartbeat and she will choose life because of you. Have you done that this week? With a heavy week and all this ugliness? Probably a great time to do that. Go to preborn.com slash Jesse and give your twenty eight bucks. Save a baby's life. Preborn.com slash Jesse. Now, the great Soviet defector, KGB defector Yuri Bezmanov, we were talking earlier before we got with Shamika about culture and everything else. We were talking earlier about how there are two different kinds of communists, elite communist scum and street communist scum. The elite communist scum, they are not true believers. Very, very evil, very destructive, demonic Not true believers though, they're really just in this for money and power, that's the Joe Biden, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg types, George Soros types. Then there's the street communist scum, also evil, demonic, vile, and horrible. That's the Antifa, Black Lives Matter, climate change types. They are actually, for the most part, they are true believers. You know, those climate change nutters, lots of those guys do believe, they believe in their idiotic cause. The Black Lives Matter people, oh, I am so oppressed. The feminists, oh my gosh, I didn't get a good deal on my crew cut. They really believe those things. The elite communist scum uses the street communist scum for more power. And the funny part about that is, and I do find it hilarious because I hate them both equally. The funny part about that is the street communist scum. They believe and they operate and they act as if what they're doing is their path out of the position in life they don't like. They always think that. They always think if I'm a good soldier and I do this, that it's my way out. But they don't realize their tale is a tale as old as communism. As soon as elite communist scum is done with the street communist scum, well... You don't have to take my word for it. Take it from the communist's mouth.
5: Same thing was done under the guidance of of the Soviet embassy in Hanoi and same thing I was doing in New Delhi. To my horror I discovered that in the files where people were doomed to execution there were names of of pro-Soviet journalists with whom I was personally friendly. Pro-Soviet. Yes. They were idealistically minded leftists who uh, made several visits to USSR and yet The KGB decided that come revolution or drastic changes in political structure of India, they will have to go. Why is that? Because they know too much. Mm -hmm. Simply because, you see, the useful idiots, the, the leftists who are idealistically believing in the beauty of Soviet socialist or communist or whatever system, when they get disillusioned, they become the worst enemies. That's why my KGB instructors specifically made a point. Never bother with leftists forget about these political prostitutes, aim higher. This was my instruction. Try to get into into uh, large circulation established conservative media. Reach filthy rich movie makers, intellectuals, so-called academic circles, cynical egocentric people who can look into your eyes with angelic expression and tell you a lie. These are the most recruitable people, people who lack moral principles, who are either too greedy, or to uh, suffer from self-importance, uh, they feel that uh, they, they matter a lot. Uh, these are the people who KGB wanted very much to recruit. But oh, to oh, eliminate oh, the others, to execute the others, don't they serve some purpose? Wouldn't they be no, the ones they, they rely they on? they serve purpose only at the stage of destabilization of a nation. For example, your leftists in, in United States, all these professors and all these beautiful civil rights defenders, they are instrumental in the process of the of the uh, uh, subversion, only to destabilize the nation. When their job is completed, they are not they are not needed anymore. They know too much. Some of them, when when they get disillusioned, when they see that Marxist Lenin has come to power, they, obviously they get offended. They think that they will come to power. That will never happen, of course. They will be lined up against the wall and shot.
3: That's the future for the street scum. The communist street scum, all you angry street scum members, you Antifa types and Black Lives Matter types, the feminists, the the the, climate, the the ones who email me all the death threats and you hate my guts and Jesse you suck I know you hate me and you should know that I hate you too I'm not I'm not acting like we don't look I hate you the same way you hate me but the thing is I'm never going to do you harm and I don't want to but I want you to understand something and you can accept this or not. But the masters you serve, they're going to hurt you bad. As soon as they're done with you, man, you think you've been treated bad in your life? Nobody's ever treated you as bad as the communist is going to. And now... Here's a headline. Go, you know the
4: thing. Headlines we didn't get to.
3: Scalise wins GOP nomination for speaker. Maybe you're wondering why I didn't open up the show talking about the speaker vote, because I don't give a crap. He won the nomination in conference. I I don't care who the speaker is. I don't care that much about it. I'm glad the last one got punished. I'm glad there was some kind of upending. I've never thought the speaker of the House is some critical position I'm worried about right now. Frankly, I think it's wonderful the House hasn't been in session. Newsom ratifies... Ebony Alert Law implementing a race based version of the Amber Alert system that prioritizes finding missing black use. Again, this goes right back to what we were just talking about the fake civil rights movement of today. As you serve Democrats and you vote for them and you rally votes for them, and then they give you these little pats on the head hey, we'll give you your own little Amber Alert system. Did you know that Joe Biden, after using Black Lives Matter to get in the White House, wouldn't take their calls anymore? And that's as gentle as it gets. There's an ugly future there waiting for you. But hey, enjoy your Amber Alert stuff. All right. Email your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for tomorrow to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We are going to have fun all three hours. That's all.